The great Nas Hillman is here to talk about her rookie season in Atlanta. Locked on Women's Basketball starts now. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, happy Thursday to you and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard Magdal. Remind you, you can subscribe to us everywhere you get your podcasts. Locked On Women's Basketball, also available on YouTube. We are here every weekday talking about the women's game. You can also make sure to follow all the great work being done covering it by my staff at The Next at thenexthoops.com. You subscribe for $9 a month, $72 a year. It funds people like Gabriella Lewis, who is in town covering the Atlanta dream. We have beat reporters, one for every single WNBA team in market, because that's the type of coverage that the WNBA deserves. Intense, frequent, constant, and making sure we're telling the stories that matter. And a story that's mattered to me for a long time is the story of Nas Hillman, who was an absolute star in high school, an absolute star at Michigan, and somehow skeptics didn't think that that was going to translate to the WNBA, but game by game, proving it wrong. And I guess the place I want to start, Nas, when we're talking about that is to take you back to a conversation you and I had last December down in Mohegan at the Mohegan Sun Arena. We were talking about reach, wingspan, and how that translates in this league better than anyone who's just simply measuring height. And so, you know, we both thought that would be the case. It clearly is the case as you get in these regular reps. Take me through, though, what it's like. You're battling fours and fives. You're getting rebounds. We're going to get into how many but you're doing it at the elite level that you always set in the best league in the world. What does that feel like in the moment to grab that rebound, knowing you're doing it uh, amid the best competition there is? Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Um, Like you said, my reach is definitely, obviously a little undersized compared to some of the fours and fives in this league. Um, But my game translate. Um, just means a ton because I feel like rebounding is just like a lot of hard. That's something that I always want to bring, and that's something that I really, you know, truly hold as a as a strong. So just being able to pull those down and contribute to my team um, is exactly what I'm looking forward to do. Every set, like defense and rebounding, that's like what is at the top of my list. Um, so to be able to be to get better at that every game um, has really just like. like I don't know, just <laughs> honestly, um, because I'm able to to translate that, um, you know, for my team. Um, and, you know, I, I was just, as you said that, I was kind of thinking about the beginning of the year where I felt like some friends, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, like, this isn't, this isn't what, you know, how it kind of usually goes for me. So very recently being able to pull down a lot, a lot more boards um, has been great. It's fascinating to me that translation, right? When you go at every level, you have been not just playing well, but you've dominated. And so this had to be, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time in your career where you're ever having an adjustment period. Because, you know, you go back, even your freshman year at Michigan, uh, I believe you averaged a double-double. 
I mean, right from the start, you were dominant even at the D1 college level. Was, you know, leave aside the physical aspect of it, what was your psychological process to try and understand that this was going to be a process that was going to take time? Definitely was a process. Uh, um, definitely the first time in my life where, you know, I didn't even know. And, and that's how it was, you know, this year, um, you know, for some for some stretches. Definitely tough. I'm not going to sit here and say that it wasn't. Um, obviously, like you said, just always playing freshman year, like at Michigan, I didn't start, but I played a, a ton of minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, it was just, you know, a lot of talking to myself honestly um stay ready um obviously this season um is a lot condensed you know that season so um a lot of games um and not as many people on your team as usual you know whatever my, my number is called to be ready um and you know during this one of my teammates from college who you know for three years didn't really play a lot um, um and then her her junior year and senior year she played and she was one of my best friends on the team and just you know I used to ask her those questions like how how are you doing mentally in this process and, and it was just you know it's always like that and, and never feeling sorry for myself um obviously knowing that a lot of the players that are on my team but they're very seasoned in the WNBA um and just you know not necessarily waiting my turn like we say you're waiting in the in the week but you know really just trying to take advantage of my opportunity whenever it, um but just a lot, a lot of like talking to myself of you know it'll be fine like when my time time comes out and just you know being able to do the little things you know in practice to show that I'll be ready whenever my name and so these last five games you have reached the numbers that I think were uh, certainly what you and I believed were uh, the obvious outcome of getting regular minutes in the league for you. I just want to take you through real quick. You know, you come off the bench, but you score 13, you pull down 11 boards. You did that against Connecticut, against a Connecticut Sun team that's arguably the biggest in the league. Uh, you've averaged almost a double-double, uh, 8.2 points, nine rebounds over these last five. You started the last four. Uh, you did it in, in a win over Vegas, as well, you're you pulled down 14 rebounds against Seattle. So you're not just doing this against WNBA competition. You're doing it against teams that are, you know, right there for those top four seeds. Um, does that type of game by game build that confidence for you? Or were you at this point where you just felt like, you know, all right, this was really just a matter of time of me getting in there? I think it's a combination of the two. I think Red brings you and when I'm able to be in the flow of the game it definitely helps um you know you get your rhythm sometimes when you come off and then you play another two minutes it's hard to keep that rhythm um yeah. but I think just with this extended helps you know to, to kind of get a feel for the people that I'm playing against you know whether they're you know they're big to say okay I'm not going to be able to just jump with this player like I'm gonna have to box out or, or you know I'm not box I'm not gonna be able to get it so I need to go run out and get the long rebounds um so I just you know get in um some more reps I think that it definitely helps with the confidence um but also the game I'm able to see what I can do um to 
to better prepare myself and put me into to be able to showcase, you know, what I can do. So you're doing it for a team that was similarly written off by a whole lot of people. And, I, and so I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the Atlanta dream and how this is clearly a team that is punching above the weight that most people would assign to it. Um, first, I do want to talk about, if I can, uh, Built Bar. And we have Built Bar puffs that I cannot recommend highly enough. They are called Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. Uh, before we got on the air, I actually just ordered some more of them. They're only 160 calories. They have 15 grams of protein in them. Uh, I am not uh, capable of rebounding at the WNBA level, but I cover the game at the WNBA level. And the only reason I have the energy to do even that is because I've got those built bars I'm able to take with me uh, on the long drive from my home in New Jersey to Brooklyn uh, to go cover games uh, on a regular basis. So make sure you go and do what I'm doing. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15. And make sure you tell them that Grandma Myrna sent you. Grandma Myrna, of course, the Nas Hillman of our family. So getting back to the actual Nas Hillman, right? This Atlanta Dream Team, everyone had picked them either 11th or 12th in this league. But I'm looking at the standings and I see a playoff team. I see someone who is capable of not just getting to the playoffs, but the way you guys defend, giving a first round team everything they're going to be able to handle. And I guess I wonder for you personally and just internally whether expectations have changed and what's going to feel like a satisfying level of accomplishment here in year one for this dream team writ large. Yeah, like you said, I do think that a lot of teams, you know, wrote us off. And I think that in the beginning of the of the year, uh, I think there's been a difference in the way that teams have played us, um, of, you know, lock in in terms of. You know, I, I was a tough run for, for Atlanta. And a lot of people weren't expecting that with the new coaching staff, the new team, uh, players, uh, everything in between. So I think that, you know, expectations haven't changed. You know, I think that we came into this year, you know, hungry, really set that precedent um, and brought in some players who just wanted to win. Um, and one is here in Atlanta. Um, so I think with that being said, you know, we, we all, our goal has always been to play our brand of basketball. And Coach T always talks about us being the hardest. Um, and that's what we, uh, you know, are striving to be and have uh, strive to be all year. been our goal. And, you know, if we're doing that and we're winning games, that's all the better. Um, mm-hmm. want to be a, a player playoff team and we want to make it you know deep into the playoffs um you know just getting but of course that's the competitors that we are you know we want to win some games we want to move on to the next round um and we need for us you know like you said if we can continue to play the defense you know that we have been able to play um if, if we're able to be healthy um i think that those are our two you know biggest keys um of being successful um we have to get there first of course and i i think that you know we kind of control our destiny going into these games, I believe. Um, but, but, you know, our, our standards and our goals have really remained the same because, you know, for 
from the beginning um, in the way that we want to play our, our, our back and, you know, our morals. Your team has the chance to be building a foundation too, right? You talked about a lot of new changes. I, I, I see a lot of parallels and I wonder if you do. When, when, uh, when Tim got you at Michigan to come, it was a, it was a momentous shift for that Wolverines program, right? I, I mean, maybe you can't say so, but I'll say so. You know, to bring in <laughs> a Nas Hillman, that took it to another level. And so you're, you know what it is to build foundations, and you're doing it with a teammate, Ryan Howard, who you've played with at USA Basketball, you've been close with for a long time. How much do you love being part of beginnings? Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a huge part of why I went to Michigan. You know, I want to be a part of, you know, building our culture, building somewhere where people wanted to come. And the interview process of the WBA, that's what I told, you know, the coaches, um, you know, in the in the front office, I'm not afraid of, of building. I'm not afraid of, you know, start of course starting from the beginning and want to make Atlanta a destination. You know, when they're in free agency or you know when they're being drafted to say because I see what they're building. Um, I just think that's fun. You know, to start off fresh um, and um, and just to bring something different that you know a team hasn't seen in some years is exactly what happened at Michigan and you know I really do hope that this this is Atlanta um it's just different I think that it takes a different type of um player to you know kind of start from the beginning but um it's definitely not going to take one person um like you said there's going to think coach T is doing a great job of that um so I, I just I'm excited I really am it, it really is just you know, and it's just a point of personal privilege, right? But knowing when they picked you that this was part and parcel with what Atlanta was looking to build. This was, and people in the front office have told me, this is our culture year. And so, okay, you bring in Naj, you bring in Ryan. You know, uh, I, I've, I've covered Coach T since she was a player. And so, you know, coming in, what type of personalities you have to be able to build. Um, but there's also just the reality of the experience in Atlanta writ large. And our Gabriella Lewis wrote about this over at the next, uh, you know, terrific story that, you know, for all listeners, you, you ought to check out at the next and talked about there's not just a doubling of attendance in Atlanta year over year, but there's a certain feel to the arena as well. I wonder if you could take me through that. Um, you know, if there were even college comps to that field, because it does, it feels like everyone's kind of all in on the Atlanta project. Uh, that's what it seems like from, you know, from up here in the Northeast. Is that the feeling you get game by game? Yes. Game by game, like the energy in there is ridiculous. Like we, we had so many sellouts, um, you know, in our, in our gym isn't huge. It sustains the people who come and the energy that they bring. Um, I honestly think it's a great, great size league and, you know, hopefully we get to the point where we have too many sellouts and more people want tickets a little bit, a bit bigger, but um, it's, it's really, really the energy and I think it makes a difference when you're playing. Like, it's for an advantage. Um, you know, just just the energy and the amount of people that are in there, they actually, sometimes you know, people just show up you know, and they're just there. But but no, our fans they they get in on all the little graphics and stuff that's on the the board 
forward. And I think our it does a amazing job of really getting you know the crowd going and getting them. Uh, it even gets to a point where you know we're in the mall and people are like, "Oh, we're coming to your game this week," and that's just so refreshing because you know sometimes there is some people who don't know that them. Um, so just kind of seeing that other side of people who are are so invested. Um, and we actually had a practice yesterday with our season ticket holders. Um, they were able to come. They're like, our tickets, like, people are excited, you know, about it. And just talking to last year, they're like, they're, it was nothing like this last year. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of the attendance, actually being excited um, and continuing to come to the games. And it's not even on where we're winning. Like, if we have a couple of games where, you know, we lost, we dropped a couple, which happened a little bit earlier now, they're still supporting um, and, it, and it seems like they're having a great time. So I really do think that it's a, um, which is which is awesome for me, especially coming from Michigan. My last year, they um, so it's really nice that I didn't have to come to a gym that's empty because that's tough at this point. You know, uh, coming from COVID and having a packed gym, you know, if I were to go back, it'd be a little sad, but uh, Atlanta is the complete opposite of that. It just should never be the case. And so I'm delighted that Atlanta is embracing the dream the way they always should have. But now everything happening the way it should. And there's a four game homestand coming up that's going to help determine what happens from here. It's going to be fascinating to see. I, I would, just before we get into your expectations for that, it's important that my listeners know you come from basketball royalty, that your mom, Nashima Anderson, was drafted into the ABL back in 1998. And I just can't help but wonder what it feels like to know she was part of the ABL, the ABL folds. She got 15 games, but she didn't get the chance to show what she should have in the ABL. Does it feel like at a certain level you're able to be playing this and having this success, not just for you, but for her as well? Definitely. You know, I think that, um, you know, sometimes I think that she definitely, um, and I'm okay with that. Um, she just, she's one of my biggest supporters, has helped me so much as high school, college, and professional because she's done it all. Um, and honestly ended up, you know, giving up her professional career to have a family, you know. So, um, you know, just some of her sacrifices that she made before I was born to to definitely doing this, you know, in part for her and just her sacrifices, her commitment to me for so many years. I mean, she's come to so many games. She's – this – today is going to be her first time, and we still live in Ohio. So just, just imagine, you know, how that goes. But – definitely a tribute to her um because i mean she's just been the world my biggest fan and, and you know she she didn't get to play in this league but like you said the abl for the nashville Norway. so he is, is is playing for her yeah it's a wonderful thing to see i love that we're living in a moment where these types of opportunities are not fleeting uh that is part of what has been built here very clearly. And so to see you be part of this um, is in no way surprising to me, but is uh, delightful to see all the same. When this is all said and done and you look back 
five years from now, what do you want this Atlanta dream season to have meant to you, to the team? You know, what, what are you hoping this means? is exactly what it is is just the beginning you know you know i want to see this atlanta i don't want it to be okay everything was fresh this year so this this is why it worked you know? and i and i do want, want to see people come in and and come in for free agency drafted and they want to be here and they want to stay here and they also want to build um and as part of all of this is not only that we have great players but we have great people um and how special this group is and you know how it just worked out so well that we just enjoy each other so um each and every day and how this doesn't seem like a job it, it seems like you know back when you're high school fun and the love of the game um uh, which is exactly what it is but yeah i'm just hoping to build in that you know you know not that we put heavy expectations on ourselves but we make it to the playoffs, you know, and that we move on to multiple rounds um, without putting that on and, and making it to the point where, you know, you ha you're having a meltdown about it. Um, but to the point, Atlanta dream going to the playoffs isn't unexpected. Mm -hmm. Well, it's certainly expected over here. So I look forward to continuing <laughs> to cover your journey, uh, Nas Hillman. And to our listeners, I want to thank you for making us Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Um, I have just found out there is apparently uh, a basketball league for men also called the NBA. Um, I don't know if, Naz, you, you're familiar with it at all. Apparently there's even, there's like a team down in Atlanta that's also playing there. That's like a, like a little brother program uh, for the dream. Uh, they're called the Hawks. Something you've seen? No, maybe I should check them out. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be something to look out for. Absolutely. Once once you finish, once you have the season tickets to the dream, once you've watched every one of their games, yeah, check out the Hawks and you can follow what they do uh, at Locked on NBA, which is your latest news and rumors in the, or I'm just going to check out this right, just the NBA in 30 minutes every day. We're your first listen, Locked on NBA. Sure, make them your second listen. Nas Hillman, always a pleasure. Thank you for your time. To our listeners, thank you for being with us every day about women's basketball. Tomorrow, we'll have Alex Simon uh, talking about um, another uh, big in the league uh, who's no longer in the league named Liz Cambage. So that'll be an interesting one, too. Make sure you check it out. Until then, I am Howard Megdahl wishing you a wonderful Thursday. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. <laughs>